I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I'm eating a plum and I brought up some Tupperware that has a wedge of Parmesan cheese in it in case I have a little issue. That is a cheese that not a lot of people would eat by just biting into the block. It isn't my preference, but I haven't eaten for an hour and a half. Since we went out for lunch. Since we went out for lunch and you told me that I had fishy lips because I ate some smoked haddock at our local cafe. (gasps) All I'm saying is that is a dish that made its presence felt. Yeah. I said, what's going on? You're like, I'm downwind of the fish. I said, oh, okay. Would you like to switch seats? No, 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 no. I don't think that'll help. Okay. And I'm like, here, honey. I ate it quickly. And then you said, oh, well, it's actually already just inside my nostrils. What a princess. Welcome to Friday Sprinkles. Lots of email to get through as ever. And I thought we should start by reminding people about our live show because we mentioned it on the Monday episode. But I feel that if anybody is going to come along to our party the uh-huh. day before the final episode airs. It's it's going to be the Sprinkles listeners, providing they're within striking distance of London. It's on a Sunday afternoon, so you could have like a really nice Christmassy London Sunday. Do a bit of shopping. You do a, maybe you just wander around Fortnum and Mason's, not to buy, but to schmai. Yes. You're going to walk along Piccadilly. You're going to be like, Christmas is all around. I'm so happy. And then make your way up to 21 Soho for a 4 p.m. live show of our podcast. I think about what we could do because we can do stuff in the room that we wouldn't be able to do on the podcast. For example, we could play real succession music. Oh, that's interesting. So we could do, possibly with guests, a lip sync challenge to L to the OG. Oh my God. That's so funny. We could play Bore on the Floor. These are very good ideas. We could recreate that weird sex club from Tom Stagdo. No, now, now you're getting out late. You've, you've gone from, from good to, to bad. Anyway, we'd really love for you to be there. And the uh, the link is in the description to this episode or on either my social media, Sarah's social media, or if you just look up 21 Soho, we'll be there in the What's On listings. Should we get into some of our listener participation? We should. Our first letter is from fucking Whirlybird. We've heard from her before. Hearing from her again. She writes, Hello, FCNNC. Re Tom's sudden desire for Shiv to get pregnant before he gets carted off in handcuffs. My theory is this. 
He doesn't love her anymore, nor does he genuinely want to be a father. This is a desperate plan to try and protect his place in the family before he goes to prison. Once he has served his time and is released, bloated on all that toilet wine he'll hopefully have remembered to burp, Shiv will want a divorce and Tom will be persona non grata with the Roy family because of his criminal record. I never really know what persona non grata means. It means you don't matter, right? Like uh, unwelcome people. But if he's fathered Roy offspring, that severing of the connections will be so much harder to make and he can use the baby as leverage to retain some power in the family. Best fucking whirly bird. What do you think? Well, I think it's interesting because we know that Shiv had Tom sign a a, a prenup that was scrutinized by Tom's lawyer mother. Yes. But I I don't know in terms of leverage of the family. Do you think Rava has much leverage within that f- family? Do you think Connor's mom had much leverage? Things once you're out, you're out. But if it's about feathering your own nest, Logan at least doesn't. He seems like he's he resents his divorce settlements, but he doesn't want those exes living in squalor. Yeah, that sounds about right. Mm. I really like this idea because it didn't even occur to me. I thought that his acting when they sort of like have that conversation and he's so hot for her i thought it seemed so authentic so i think for that reason i didn't think he had an ulterior motive because he just he seemed so genuinely into her and then if you think okay but but even if that is true and that's what's happening in the moment prior to that moment he's done all this tracking he's had this idea in his head so right what is that is that sort of genuinely needing something to live for and a legacy or right is it is everything just a play i'm of the belief that the do you like hanky jeff has this thing where if i sniff he thinks it's like the most repulsive but just get it out your nose it's but it's 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 not <sighs> it is i can hear like wet snot going up your nose it's not like I've sat here going <laughs> no, no, but over and over again. I did it one time. Yeah, but then where's it going to go, though? Gravity <sighs> means it's coming back again. The way you get angry about it is very revealing. It's just a sound that I don't like. Well, I know. But in, so as ever, it's my job to not do it, not yours to think about why you hate it so much. I don't think anybody likes it. Shall I do a Twitter poll? No. This one comes from Will Mappleback. A.K.A. Sweaty Spaghetti. In the first episode, I think, before it all goes so wrong, Kendall is getting ready for work and cleans his teeth with his electric toothbrush in the shower. I was wondering, is this normal behaviour or just for billionaires? I've thought about trying it, but I'm worried about a possible electric shock. Kendall lives on the edge. But does anyone else do this? This is a good question, and I had to Google it. And most modern electric toothbrushes, yes. I think if you buy a decent one, which presumably Kendall would have, yes. waterproof, completely waterproof. Well, yes, if it can have water on it and you can stick it in your mouth and it doesn't kill you, you could take it into the shower. What I liked about this was the idea that it seemed billionaire-ish to take an electric toothbrush into the shower I think that's really funny. Have you ever taken an electric toothbrush into the shower? I never have. I don't like any sense of dribbling stuff down myself like I'm a big baby and then just letting the shower wash it off. In the wake of one of my first brutal relationship breakups, my friend Christine bought me my first ever vibrator. Do you know what it was called? 
No. The Water Dancer. Did she name it that? No, it was I, like... I bequeath this to you, I the Water Dancer. The Water Dancer, no. Is that a strange gift for a friend to buy another friend? No. I think someone being like, okay, this is a rite of passage. You've had a terrible breakup. You deserve your first vibrator after that. Do you think it would be acceptable or not? I have a friend who has a significant birthday coming up. You know those um, vib- vibrating balls that people put into their anus? Oh. Do you think uh, that would uh, be an uh, acceptable uh, gift? Woman or man? Man. Who's Who's got a big birthday? Ed Miliband? <laughs> oh, my God. Will you get a vibrating ball to, for Ed Miliband to put up his butt <laughs> from one of those stores? that disgusting people go to. <laughs> anyway, sweaty spaghetti. I think we were going we're going to say this isn't the behavior of billionaires. Where did did we end up anywhere with the water dancer? I think I still have it because it was great sentimental value. It did, I genuinely it feels like it has sentimental value. And um and the point is the point of this one was you could take it in the bath. All right, Will Mapplebeck, AK Sweaty Spaghetti, love your name. Love your question, even if I think the answer might be no. Our next letter is from Charlotte, a.k.a. Fucky Go Bye Bye. (laughs) And I have to say, Charlotte named herself Fucky Go Bye Bye. I have no memory of that line, but God, I would love to be reminded. Fucky Go Bye Bye writes, Dear FCNNC, since you discussed Shiv's name on your last Friday Sprinkles episode, I thought I would scratch my itch to talk about Romans. Roman's full name appears to be Romulus, which comes from the Romulus Remus myth of the founding of Rome. This is hard for me to read. Are you seeing that? I'm, I'm very tongue twistered with it. You need to do some of your, uh, didn't they? When red, you're leather, drummers, yellow, leather, yeah. red leather, yellow leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. Do you want to describe to everyone what my left hand is doing? Yeah, I can't tell whether it looks like an evangelical Christian feeling the power of the Lord or if there's almost like a ballet. What's the thing? Oh, I think I'm going more ballet than mm. evangelical Christian. Okay. Anyway, this his name comes from the Romulus Remus myth. See, I did better this time after all my practices of the founding of Rome. I know nothing about this. I think I've heard Romulus and Remus before, but that's all I know. Was there a wolf? Was a wolf involved? See, you know, I have no idea. Remus wanted to start a city on the Aventine Hill and Romulus on the Palatine Hill. Likewise, Kendall and Roman have chosen two different metaphorical camps. Destroy Logan versus support Logan. Ultimately, Romulus ends up killing his brother to establish the foundation for the ancient world's greatest empire. I love this. Similarly, I believe that under the tutelage of Mole Woman, she puts that in brackets, (laughs) Roman will be, quote unquote, the one to expand the business into an even greater media empire. It's Roman who will deal the killer blow to Kendall. She then writes, I take Normcore's point that the naming may be a bit obvious for succession, but I can't resist speculating. Love, Charlotte, a.k.a. Fucky Go Bye Bye. I just, I think that's brilliant. I agree with her agreeing with your point that reading into these names doesn't quite feel right. But then when people do it, there's such significant stories there. that It, it doesn't feel like a reach. So I, I personally feel sort of convinced. So what could Kendall mean then? Kendall Mint Cake? It's a source of great sustenance to mountaineers. It's interesting. If you think about the name, sorry to talk over you. It's completely zoned out from what you were saying. If you think about the names Connor, Siobhan, and Romulus, Kendall is in a whole other kind of name camp. Like, normally parents pick similar names for their kids. Is he definitely a, uh, a, a Romulus, or is that Logan's nickname for him? Oh, that's so interesting. His real name must be Roman, 
And Romulus is just like when he calls Shiv, Shiv, or Pinky. Yeah. This is interesting. Kendall feels complete. That feels like some real new. I mean, I think Kendall is a terrible name. I'm sorry. If you named your child Kendall, we have different taste. It's a weird one because it doesn't feel like it would be in Caroline's world either. It's not. It's not old money posh British. No, I can't make any sense of it. And then Roman, what? what is, I don't know anything about the origin. Of, I don't know anything about that name as a name. I think Roman, I think Roman Polanski. So why was Roman? What I'm saying is, is if you take Connor or Siobhan and go, these are old school Irish names. What is Roman? Old school Irish, Kendall, New World Trash. Sorry, is there a word you'd like me to use other than trash? <laughs> but those are the camps. Where does Roman fit in with that? Questions, questions. Thank you, Charlotte, a.k.a. Fucky Go Bye Bye. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I'm jealous that you get this next one. This comes from the Azo, a.k.a. Please Can I Be Sturdy Birdie? Now, the thing is, I feel like we gave Sturdy Birdie away already. Suze Haven't you po- got a spreadsheet? Yeah, but it's not up to date. The point is, Suze, Azo, no. Because I'm not, <laughs> I, you can't have that because I'm not across my admin. So instead, she's going to be semen-stained family scrapbook, which is still pretty good. Semen-stained family scrapbook says, Hi, Crutchy and Normie. I would like to delve further into the life of Jess. Twenty mm. odd years ago, I was a PA, personal assistant, and while I never made it to the lofty heights of an executive assistant, which I presume is Jess's job title, I did work for some fairly rich people in the music industry. In the eight years I worked as a PA, tasks included paying my boss's kids' school fees to Harrow, answering all the emails to my boss's mistress. So good, right? Because he didn't have hang of email oh yet. <gasps> Arranging helicopters for golf trips and asking a top fashion designer to deliver a rail of his new collection straight from London Fashion Week to our office so that my boss could pick something to wear on an awards event. She chose a fox fur trim top and told everyone it was faux. Incredible. <gasps> 
I agree with Sarah categorically that Jess would not have a roommate. She would be paid a salary equivalent to the boss of a regular company Mm -hmm. and have a ton of perks. Assuming Jess couldn't afford to live in Manhattan, she'd probably pick a trendy upscale part of Brooklyn. Dumbo. Dumbo. She's in Dumbo. Down under the Manhattan Bridge. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Um, uh, Jess... um, uh, Jess's looks, persona and lifestyle is part of her job. Mm-hmm. The, the Roys would judge what she wears, who she associates with, etc. So she'd be wise enough to only mention the quote-unquote nicer parts of her life if asked. Jess is there to play a role, to silently make stuff happen. Notice the moments when she translates messages from one person to the next, avoiding profanities and hyperbole. She is a walking shit filter. Anyone recruiting for a job like that would be able to spot fine clothes, expensive jewellery, expensive haircuts. Mm. She's most likely to have been recommended through business contacts. These are not jobs that get advertised. So good, right? Yes. I know. Jess would check her email and messages and rabbit cam constantly, even with friends, probably dining at fabulous restaurants, and they wouldn't question this because they'd accept that she had that kind of job and would probably love the one degree of separation from a family like the Roys. Jess might give little tidbits about what she has to do for the Roys, but she would never throw them under the bus. Her livelihood depends on it. Jess holds the key to some Roy family horror stories, so I hope one day in the future, when the Roy dynasty is in pieces, she gets an agent and writes the memoir we all want to read. All my love and kindest regards semen-stained family scrapbook. So good, right? I feel like what semen-stained family scrapbook gave us in that was was like what Jesse Armstrong gave to Jeremy Strong when he wanted some backstory on visiting Waystar Royco as a boy. Like, I just think that's all exactly right. It's, I think if we had asked Jesse himself, that's what we would have delivered. It's, it's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. Should we move on? Yes. This is from Ruth, a.k.a. Rainbow Soapbox. Hey there, favorite succession podcast of verified smoke show, Arian Moyed. Do you know what a smoke show is? I do not. Someone who's like so hot that smoke comes off them. Oh my God. People really lust after this guy. He must love it. Just wanted to drop you a quick line in reference to your mention in this week's episode that you enjoy entering your home and chanting, family, family, a la candle in season one, episode seven, Austerlitz. I think, and feel free to check me by going to the moment in the episode for yourselves, it's at 51 minutes, that he's actually chanting, family therapy. I say this not to be a pedant or spoil your fun, but because I thought it might open an opportunity for you to have a new chant (laughs) applicable for such scenarios as when you start to get into a marital disagreement, when you experience anxiety spikes, when you accidentally kill your child's pet rabbit with bagels, etc. Love, Ruth, a.k.a. Rainbow Soapbox. Do we have a new refrain in our family then? Family. Here's the thing. I bet she's right. Because isn't the idea there that they're there for therapy? Yes. yeah, She has to be right. But I almost prefer family, family. This is from Claire. A.k.a. Beefy Logan Voodoo. Can we unpack the deliberate comparison between how Shiv coped with presentation auto-cue nightmare with the Nirvana stunt and how Frank, Jerry and Carl coped. Ad-libbing, 
and faking seamless control and assurance at the shareholder presentation. The auto cue reading, if, you, if you're American listening, an auto cue is a teleprompter. Mm-hmm. The auto cue reading, uh, something totally different was there to really show us how they were out of control whilst appearing cool and calm. This demonstrates that Jerry, Frank and Carl have real experience and genuine ability in a way that Shiv does not. Kendall was like a pitiful primary school nativity play as further comparison. Do you know what moment in a particular film, every, every year I see this and I feel so embarrassed, but it, it makes me cringe more than anything I've ever seen in Succession, including Fuck the Patriarchy. Go on. The scene in Love Actually, uh-huh. where the little girl sings at the end while the boy is playing drums, the, <laughs> the teacher's singing backing vocals. I, I want to die every time I see it. Because I feel it's... so embarrassed for them. Oh, my God. I remember we did this thing when I was in seventh grade, so like 12 or 13. We sang um, the song From a Distance by Bette Midler. I mean, I don't want to sing it right now, so don't ask me to. I I can't quite bring it to mind. From a (laughs) distance, the world looks like my friend. Maybe, Maybe you could do the rest at the live show. (laughs) <laughs> I know you want it. Anyway, the point is this like really cheesy early 90s Bette Midler song. And um, there was a teacher and she got up like for no reason. She got up. And and at the time it was just like, I can't believe Mrs. Henderson has such an amazing singing voice. But looking back on it, it's bleak. It is so <laughs> bleak. It was like this lady teaching middle school taking her chance in front of 12-year-olds to be like, it was. I wish more than anything I could see that again. Claire wraps up by saying, fuck off. Beefy Logan Voodoo. Nice. From Little Lord Fuckleroy. This is sort of a week late. That's not a comment on Little Lord Fuckleroy. It's because we didn't. I didn't see this until after we recorded last week's Sprinkles. But I just think it's really good. So here we go. Regarding Tattoo Man from last week's episode, Roman's offer of $1 million to him is the same figure he offered the kid at the baseball game in season one. Feels like that's the figure where quote-unquote actual money begins for him. Mm. Isn't that good? Yes, yes. Though, as we know, having five times that would still only make you the quote-unquote poorest rich man in America. Little Lord Fuckleroy has left the call. Best Little Lord Fuckleroy. I I think that's so – I think it's like him trying to come up with – like money is so meaningless to him that trying to understand what a person – would respond to it'd be like me saying to somebody for for about something go on i'll give you a tenner yeah, yeah yeah exactly that i thought that was great yeah that's that's really good this comes from your leggy princeling aka joanna re-episode five being about dying old men sandy logan and the president you forgot to mention ewan who also played a key mm. role in this episode What I thought it was about for all four of them was old men reaching the point of being unable to do any more to influence what comes after them. They are becoming vacuums. They are a series of collapsing black holes. As for Logan's TV viewing, I agree with Nish that he would be a fan of historical stroke wartime documentaries and the odd war film like Das Boot. I suspect he has a sneaking regard for the Germans... Although if Nigella Lawson came on TV, he'd watch a bit of her too. Behind every dictator, there are some sexy mummy issues. Am I right? There's also quite a bit of um, Nigella, like Nigella and Marsha have a similar 
I see a similar thing there. Uh, okay, okay. He'd read the occasional Anthony Beaver book about Stalingrad or an Alan First novel about Cold War spies and might also have a sentimental attachment to military parades stroke ceremonies. I'm sure I've seen pictures of men in traditional Scottish dress with bagpipes on the wall of his office. Isn't it just testament to what a well-drawn character he is that all of that feels right? Yes, and I loved I loved the point about um, Ewan. Th- mm. This idea that it's like these guys losing the ability to control what comes next. And I just love the idea that he keeps that he keeps the TV on if Nigella comes on. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so good. <laughs> Thank you for that, your leggy princeling. And then this wasn't sent to us, but lots of people had screen grabbed it and sent it to me or quote tweeted it. And it was a tweet from somebody calling themselves Leggy Mountbatten, which I enjoy because it's a Ruttles reference. And uh, it it was this photograph of Miss Piggy there. Did you see that picture? Oh, yes, I have seen that. And the tweet reads, saw this photo and thought we need a Muppet succession. Ah, Piggy is Shiv, obviously. I can go along with that. Okay. Kermit is Kendall. Okay. There's a slightly uncomfortable thing about it. I mean, that then you lose all the romantic tension between Piggy and Kermit. Or maybe it heightens it. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Brian Cox remains the one human member of the cast as Logan, which I really like because I think play it like a Muppet Christmas Carol with Michael Caine. Okay. And then I think it goes off the rails a bit. It says Beaker is Greg. Beaker is not Greg. Scooter is Greg. Okay. I'm not that into the Muppets. I'm just going to sort of go along with this now. I'm going to give up on it then. I thought it'd be a fun thing that we could do as husband and wife. But Sorry. I'm sorry. Does everyone see what I deal with? Like that, Jeff is viewing that legitimately as rejection. (laughs) I am. Because I thought it would be a fun little marital activity. Well, um, thank you as ever. It was was a wonderful inbox this week. (laughs) But of course... We need more. Oh, my God. We need- this is a furnace. This podcast is a furnace, and we've just burnt all that. I just want to make sure if anyone's listening going, oh, they're talking about how the furnace is empty. They didn't fucking read my letter. It's not because it wasn't excellent. It's because I got it too late in the game. Or maybe it wasn't the best one. I mean, people yeah. can be grown-ups and understand that, but, you know. The email address is? Fuck off at firecrotchandnormcore.com. We'll see you guys on Monday. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.